Let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badgers? Welcome to Locked On Badgers Therapy Session, uh, Nebraska-Wisconsin postgame show. Listen, we're here, good or bad. We celebrate together and we we vent together. That's the whole point of the community. Um, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And this is the... This is the sad therapy session. Um, obviously, the game was in the overtime, tail of two halves. First half, Nebraska, or Wisconsin dominates. Second half, Nebraska comes back. Uh, Rajiv, we we do we did add a sliver of structure into these shows. So we start off every show with uh, player of the game and something good and bad. So let's let's start with player of the game. Who's your player of the game here? Uh, well, I mean, it's really <laughs> hard. To... I mean. I, I coming into this game, had we won, I would have said Chucky Hepburn because I feel like in the first half, I really like how calm he was, how well he played, how well he just was able to sort of take all the craziness that was going on in the first half and everything and just bring it all back down. Even in the second half, he was he was a general. He was the general. He, he did a great job, I think, for the most part of the game. Took a couple bad shots late. But of our players, I mean, look, I know this store had 28 points, but I think he had a really bad second half. And so Chucky's my my player of the game. Um, yeah, my something good. Oh boy. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, the first half, the run that Klesman had in the second half, like we the first half was beautiful at times. I mean, just the way we were dominating the ball movement very early. I mean, we would get into the post, get doubled, kind of looked like we were struggling out of that, but we made the right pass. We found open shooters, we did what we had to do, and I think that was great. Uh, bad, um, all the turnovers in the second half. We had nine points, Ryan, nine points at the under eight timeout. Also, we had nine turnovers at the same time. So nine points and nine turnovers. That's it's unacceptable. We absolutely threw it away. And yeah, that's my, that's my player of the game. Good and bad. Hugh Scallon says, uh, WTF. We're right there with you, Hugh. Um, I, I player of the game, I'm going to go store because no matter how you slice it, first half, bad, sec, uh, first half, really good. Second half, really bad. That averages out to solid. Um, listen, in the aggregate, if you score 28 on 11 and 22 shooting, that's 50% from the field, right? Like, I, I know, like, the second half was a struggle. I get it. He still scored 28. And sometimes nobody else on this team will freaking shoot the ball. Like, so I'm going to store. He scored 28 on uh, 50% from the field. Like, to me, that that is um, – Hepburn had an incredible stretch, obviously, in the first half with those couple steals and, and, and the pullback shot. But – um, the, the bad, oh, it's so frustrating, man. Like, honestly, the bad is this, this take, this is such, this, this was, this was a loss that a young team would have. That's the bad. Like you, you get up big, you're on the road and they fold it in the second half. You would expect a young team to do that, right? Like a young team would take the foot off the throat. A young team would have those turnovers. A young team would kind of fold in that moment. This isn't a young team. Like that, that's super disappointing for me, Rajiv. Because this is a veteran team, and you get up 19 as a veteran team, you should never lose in college basketball. I mean, and and that's that it's absolutely true. And I feel like that is this is kind of one of the first times we've seen that like experience not really materialize. And it really was on it was on this full display. I mean, we looked like we did we were so we were so scared 
I when I was thinking at halftime, okay, the first five minutes of the second half is going to tell us a lot, you know, like, and we actually did okay, but because they weren't really scoring, but then they went on a crazy run and we looked scared. I mean, we had like four straight turnovers at one point. I mean, it's just, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but that's where, yeah, you're right. The experience, that's where Chucky and Max and Crow and Wall, they all have to band together and like, all right, just calm it down. Yeah. Do what we need to do. And there wasn't enough of that. There was too much hero ball at times. And, and that's where I that's why I didn't pick AJ Store because I felt like he had too much hero ball in the second half and he was just trying too hard. And I respect him trying because obviously when he makes them, we love it. But there was just sure. way too much. Like, I'm gonna just try to take this over, but he he couldn't do it and he turned the ball over too many times. Yeah, no, that dude, that's totally fair. Um, I thought there were shots he took where I was just like, why, man? Uh, again, I think it's a bit of a reflection of um, he feels when nothing else is going, like he has to force the issue, right? He feels like he can he can take that team, put it on his back. And to some degree, he's been able to do that. Um, but there were definitely bad shots. I, the other thing I'll point out with the turnovers, man, I, I remember I was at a coaching clinic. Jay Wright was there. I'll never forget this. He was talking about turnovers. And Jay Wright is one of the sharpest coaches college basketball seen in the last 25 years. And he said, listen, there's turnovers you accept. Right. If you're aggressive, it's a three on two. Maybe somebody fumbles it out, but you're being aggressive. Those are turnovers you accept. Um, maybe somebody drives really hard baseline, they get cut off, they back pivot and they, they lose the ball. The turnovers we had today, you don't accept some of those. Like we're just feeding the post. I mean, John Beck was just trying to make a post entry turnover. Um, Con uh, Matt Slipson just throws it out of bounds. Stephen Crawl throws it out of bounds because uh, Blackwell cuts a different direction. Those, those are not the type of turnovers you accept. And again, it, like, if you want to play silly games on the road, and I want to get into some of the good here, too. Like, I'm not trying to just completely crush this team. Nebraska's good. They're tough at home. There's a reason that this game was supposed to be close. But you can't you can't have those type of turnovers and expect to win on the road against a good team. And Nebraska is a good team. Like, they're going to take advantage of that at home for sure. They score 81 points in their Big Ten games at home. They had 80 tonight. They are 5-0. and Now they're 6-0 at home. They're 0-5 on the road. They beat Purdue by 16 um, yeah. on this floor. Actually, my score prediction was 79-71. It was actually 80-72, to 72, so that's not far off. But that's I expected to lose this game just because it's a road game in the Big Ten, and we've said time and time again this is very difficult, very difficult. Now, that being said, this should not have been a loss based on the incredible first half that we had and how well we played. Because, listen, as the season goes on later in the year, remember, we still, guys, we have four more road games this month four more road games and three home games, one to Purdue. Like it's not an easy month. We knew that coming in, this was going to be the month that decided whether or not we could actually win this conference still in the whole, well, we got to win this weekend at this point for sure to win the conference in yeah. my opinion. And like, this is just one of those games that you're like, this really sucks. This is when you kind of just come back down to earth and you know me, I'm a very big believe I'm a high kind of guy. I'm very optimistic. And I've been brought down to earth a little bit, even though I did expect to lose. Not like this, not like this, not when you're up 19 and, and uh, everyone at halftime is talking about, well, remember last year they were up by 16 and then they came back and forced overtime and we ended up winning that game. And then this happens. It's like, and then all throughout the second half, 120 and Oh, when you're up, yeah. but like, stop, stop it. It's just bad. brutal. Just brutal. I do want to give credit to Nebraska. Um, a lot of teams fold going down 19. Um, they, they, Listen, you got to give credit to Nebraska to some degree. They made plays, they put, they tightened the screws, and and Wisconsin didn't respond well. That's I will say this, Rajiv, and and you and I, um, we're we're talking about this too to some degree. If this had just been a normal loss, you wouldn't have been as frustrated, 
right? right. Um, if you if this has been a close game the entire way, Nebraska pulls it out at the end, you've been like, okay. It's the fact that you were up 19. So I don't want to lose sight of the fact that Wisconsin, what have we talked about all year? Wisconsin's slow starts, right? You got to you got to be ready. You got to be ready out of the jump. They did it. Right. They, they played really well. We saw a glimpse of how good Wisconsin can be when they're locked in. I thought the defense was great. They were chasing around screens. Um, they were better in transition defense. Even they were playing really crisp offensively. The ball was pinging around. They're hitting the post. Uh, I don't want to completely lose sight of that because this is an overtime loss on the road. Like the world is not ending. I guess is my bigger point here. As frustrating as this is. And it, it is like, it tore my heart out at the end. Um, this is still just an overtime loss on the road to a really good team in the Big Ten. It is, but I do think that you have to – I mean, I'm looking at a couple stats here, and it is kind of alarming. Like, So in the first game we played Nebraska, um, Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall were 10 of 15 for 26 points. Tonight, they were 2 of 7 from the field. 2 of 7. Our super experienced senior guys – yeah. Two of seven. That's not, I don't think that's good enough. And I know they were doubling down. I get that. But if you notice late in the game, Tyler will get the ball in the post. He would turn like he always does to the baseline. They're doubling down. Like they're right there waiting for him. They knew what was coming. And I just felt like we needed to make some changes. We needed to do something different. We needed to run a different kind of play and maybe have him screen around the other side and, and just do something different. But those guys have to be more involved. I mean, you, you got to figure out a way you're seven feet tall, Stephen Crowell. You can get your shots off. You took two shots. That's not, not, not good, good enough. enough. Not good enough whatsoever. He had 13 rebounds, but I, I wrote that down the same thing. Crowell and Wall combined for seven shots. That That is completely not good enough. Meanwhile, Storr and Klesmet and, and Hepburn combined for like 45 shots. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you, you got to get those, that four and five. And and I know that they're, I mean, look, they, they obviously had a plan and I and I respect that. And that's why AJ Storr scored so many in the first half. And I, I respect what happened, but you got to adjust a little bit then too. They weren't doubling down as much in the second half, which means feed that post. And guess what? When they did feed the post, good things were happening. I feel like once again, and I do want to bring this up, I don't know if you're on a break or not, but I feel like um, coaching in the second half, really, I feel like guard really kind of let some things go. And I that there needed to be a little bit more of concert, concerted effort, in my opinion, to get more of a consistent offense. There was way too much hero ball, like I mentioned. And I think Greg Gard's got to stop that. You've got to make that adjustment. I mean, at, coming out of a timeout, I think it was with Chucky, the only thing left, it was after a, a, a foul. Yeah, and seconds 20 seconds on the shot clock, he takes a fadeaway three. When have we when have we talked about Chucky taking a fadeaway three at the end of the, at the end of the shot clock? Not good enough. We've been better about that this year. Scoring drought came back, and we always talk about the scoring drought. And when that happens, we got to find a way to go. They had zero fouls, zero fouls until like what five minutes to go, four minutes to go. We yep. needed to somehow create that more, you know, and that's why getting the ball down low to crown wall could have been more effective in doing that. Yeah. I want to put a pin in that because we do have to take a break, but I want to come back and talk about that. Cause I think that's a really important discussion about that second half and kind of what we went away from and what was kind of working in the first half. Uh, plus I just want to get into a bunch of comments. So uh, Rajiv find, find all those comments that you like. We're we'll take a lot of those in the second segment. Cause these are always about kind of the group and the community, uh, but we do need to take a quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. And listen, um, Rajiv likes money. Like, Rajiv likes, he likes living the high life, like the <laughs> civilized life. He is actually a higher life form than I am. Um, if you go over to FanDuel.com, you have an opportunity to make some money. FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's the place to get all your, your bets, uh, futures, parlay spreads, teasers. Right now, the app is incredibly easy to use. Plus, new customers get 150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet, win or lose. It's 150 in bonus bets. 
Um, please do responsibly as always, but it's a great way to spice up the weekend. NFL Super Bowl coming up, obviously. Uh, college basketball, NBA, all that is going on. And you can bet all of it over at BetOnline, plus any type of action, any sport is all there. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. The easiest, simplest, fastest uh, sports book available to use. That's why we use it. Um, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's just jump into some comments, man. Let's get the community into this because that really is what this is all about on these shows. We feel your pain, guys. We feel your pain. There's a lot of pain in this chat, and and we're here with it because it's that's rough. It sucks. It sucks. Um, I got a couple favorited ones. We'll just kind of take turns. Yeah, I, I went ahead and start a few. You can, yeah. I love it. Uh, Chris Reynolds, this ties right into what we were saying. Offense was terrible the second half. Um, I wanted to talk about this, and this is one of the reasons I, I think I started this one earlier. Doesn't put Connor in. I thought there were moments in the second half where our starters were just gassed. Like, Chucky had stopped playing defense at a point, and I don't think it's because he wanted to. Like, he was just gassed. He was just reaching. Um, this was a game where – I felt like, again, why can't we get Connor 10 to 15 minutes? I mean, look, this really annoys me, Ryan, because we were in a scoring drought. We were, we were, we, they went on a 20 to three run. You're telling me that the guy that took one shot and by the way, buried a corner three, you can't get, get him in there to just, I mean, give some guys right. He had four minutes. You only, you basically only played seven guys because Gilmore had 12 Blackwell had 18 winter had nine minutes, but like, that's not good enough. Put Connor in the game. Do something different. You just because you have a big enough lead and you're just going to try to run this out. No, you got to make adjustments to stifle their runs. And they didn't make adjustments. There was no concerted effort to change what was happening out there. It was just the same kind of offense. Like, well, sometimes they'd get into the post, they'd pass out, and Store would just try to do something. He took 22 shots. Like, I know a lot of them were good, but some of them were not good. And it's all it's incumbent upon guard to make that change. So put Connor in the game and change the lineup a little bit. Go small. Go do something different to break the cycle of what Nebraska's doing. But that wasn't happening. And I, I do, ha- I do really put a lot of second half on guard. I really do. I just feel like that he has to be better in those situations. Yeah, and Angelo Cortez, Connor should have had more minutes. I, I just can't find a reasonable reason why he he didn't play ten, at least ten minutes in a game where you're struggling to score in the second half. Like what what more does he have to show you in the first half? I. I get it. The dude is not Gary Payton on defense. You need a bucket in the second half. I'm sorry. Like the, I thought this too, John. Why wasn't Connor in one minute left? Exactly. Like even even then, I'm like, dude, let's put the shooter in. The guy had the guy, he absolutely still, from a pure shooting perspective, guy behind the three point line taking a shot. I'm still choosing him on pretty much maybe Klesman. I mean, I'm, there's not many guys on the team I'm choosing over that guy. I still want him when you need a three, when you need a bucket make the change yet there's nothing at that point maybe with one point in one minute in the game it's too late because he hasn't hasn't played the entire second half but and we've talked about this before there's been other games where you know guy has a decent first half and you just never see him again meanwhile look at the starter minutes 35 for aj store 33 37 37 i know we played overtime and that's there hepburn played 41 minutes was that really necessary to play 41 minutes that all but four minutes in the entire game that's too much. And this is why, like, people have crucified me for this. Um, I, this is why sometimes I wonder how deep this team is. Because when the screws are tightened, Connor's playing 41 minutes, Rajiv. Now, some of this McGee's hurt. I get that. But yep. listen, he averages, like, five minutes a game. Let's let's be real here. Like, that's not a super impactful piece of the depth. The other thing I would say uh, in relation to JB's point, I don't think you put him in with one minute left. Because 
you just can't put a guy in who hasn't played at all and expect him to like be geared that that's why I think he needs a few more minutes during mm-hmm. the, like you can't just say one minute left go out there because he's going to be cold he's going to make it like and in that moment I get that you're trusting your veterans right you, you have wall out there you have Klesman out there where's where is Connor going to play like he's not you don't want to play in small forward and you're not taking out wall or Hepburn in the clutch so I understand that point of it but you got to get him minutes before that because then maybe in the end of the game it's not it's not at that point and maybe Connor hits a three and you don't even go to overtime like I just I, that blew my mind that he didn't get more minutes for sheep, but we're kind of beating that dead horse at this point. Yeah. Um, I would say this too. This was a game where I, I didn't think Blackwell played great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit a three. He had a, he hit kind of a pull up, but he had a couple really bad turnovers, like really bad turnovers. And you know, he showed some. I thought he showed a little bit of freshman nerves in this game. Big game on the road. Crowd was really into it. I thought he played kind of poorly. And when that happens, that bench really gets tight. Right. If Blackwell isn't playing really well as your six man receive and you don't really trust Connor, which guard clearly doesn't because you look at the minutes, who you turn to on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. He had freshman moments. The turnover that he had in the, the post pass was definitely a freshman moment. I actually found myself near the end of the game because store was having such a rough second half. I thought, gosh, like all year I've had this like confidence that different guys can do it on different nights. I was like, who are we going to turn to here? Who do you turn to in that very moment? Who is the guy that you just say, okay, we need a bucket. We need to settle things down. Now it's Chucky, I think for the most part, but even he wasn't shooting at the very, very end of the game there. I think that I almost felt like we we missed something like in, and that is, you're right, because we were kind of thin. We didn't have Connor out there to kind of just take it, find a way, you know, run the picket fence or something and try to get him open. There wasn't, there wasn't really a, a viable, like good option to score, which is why you saw, AJ store take what I thought was a really, really bad shot. when we were down four late in overtime. I mean, and even the three that he made was not really a very good shot and he hit it and we went down one, but it just felt like in the overtime, we had no energy, none whatsoever. And that goes to your point of look at the bench, right? It was, it was thin at that point, which means your guys are all exhausted. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. I, it's tough because this is a listen. This is a question I talked to um, Nick Oson from Two Four Seven on when he was on, and he said I, we kind of talked about this, right? When when a game gets really tight, it goes into overtime, or you're on the road. It's a big game. Who's the star? Who's who's the guy offensively you step up? And sometimes that's the the difficult. It, I, I don't want to say issue. Like it's good that you have a lot of options on the team, right? But sometimes that's the difficult thing of having a lot of options. Is like if this was a Johnny Davis team. Right, you don't have all those other options, but you're getting the ball to Davis, and he's going to get it. He's going to make something happen. I don't know who on this team necessarily is that right now, and I don't think we have that at times, which can be a little tough because then you start searching for offense when you're when you're really searching for it, and you can't always find that answer. And that's what happened in in past years past of scoring droughts. That's exactly how it happens. I feel like this is where I want to just be a little critical of Crowell, but I think Crowell needs to be that guy and he needs to step up in those situations because look, he's a seven footer with a height advantage and frankly, a very good, very good post offensive play in general. And it's not like you got Zach Eady down there guarding you. Yes. I know Alec is a big guy and mass is a big guy, but you got to find a way to score and not take two shots. So I, I think that in that moment when when we were in a in a tough spot, we needed offense, I wanted to see him step up. Wall was trying, but he was getting trapped down there against the baseline. Wow. And then he was basically having three defenders because you got the baseline and you got the other two, and he was he was stuck. And that so I, he kept and he kept dribbling right into that. But that's where I think Crowell, Crowell, sorry, Crowell has to be that guy. Has to be. Yeah, and we gotta take a quick break here, but I think there's coaching involved in that. 
Like you, if you know Nebraska is doubling and you know they're kind of aggressively doing it, it's because they know that there's a mismatch there, right? Mm-hmm. Teams don't double because they want to know. I shouldn't say that. Some teams do have play in a certain type of aggressive defense where they're trying to force turnovers out of that. But Nebraska is doubling because they know it's a mismatch for Wisconsin. They're trying to, to compensate for it. I thought we could have forced that mismatch a lot more in the second half and calm the offense down by getting some easy looks. And instead, to your point, and you said this really well, uh, we kind of went hero ball a little bit in the second half. And I, th- I just think it's because we took our eyes off the prize a little bit. We got up 19. We came out of halftime feeling kind of good about it. And you can't do that on the road in the Big Ten, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you play games like that, you're going to get beat. Um, right, we're going to take a quick break. A bunch of comments coming up. This is from Thomas Miller. Uh, they stopped feeding Max. Uh, Thomas is a great dude, by the way. Uh, when he ever did try to drive you, we weren't getting calls. I thought the officiating in this game was a little odd. I thought – but I thought we got some calls too, to be honest. I thought it was a little, little all over the place. Uh, JK said too many, too short of a leash on Connor. I think Rasheed and I both kind of agree with that in this game. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show. And also just a quick second that they say thank you so much for, for tuning into these. Like these help me process games. <laughs> so <laughs> helpful. So helpful. <laughs> really, it's therapy for me and Rajiv as well. And um, this keeps me from like going outside and chopping down a tree. And someday I'll tell you the, uh, this story the first time I ever cut down a tree and how I almost killed myself with a chainsaw. Um, <sighs> all right, let's let's get back into this regime. Let's just take some comments and please let me know if there's any that you really want to get into that you really like. Um, a bunch in here about Connor. Bill Badger Bill says this game has taken years off my life. Um, Easton Park says I blame Rajiv. <laughs> Tyler Strieber says Rajiv's still going to give grades, but they're still not going to give any grades below a six <laughs> on the next Bucky report. Oh, I love it. Um, Bo Dragon says they're a second round out, back to garbage again. Uh, Charlie, yeah, Garden, you just sub out some starters late. Agree with all this. Uh, Kedrick, uh, obviously, Kedrick has a great voice on this. More than Blackwell. Nolan Winter was disappointing, out muscled, looked young. Uh, one of six for Winter. Um, it looks like Rajiv might have frozen. He's just got a, a grin right there. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Winter needed to show a little more. He had a great offensive rebound put back, but he got out muscled a couple times defensively, gave up some really good looks. Uh, he just had young moments too, and that should be expected as a freshman big. Again, I think I like some of the aggressiveness. I like some of the shot taking. Uh, let's see if this is Rajiv again. Sorry, I had a little tech problems. My my bad. No, it's all good. Um, you did get my comment on here, right? You're still not going to give out any grades below a six on the next Bucky report. <laughs> Tyler, I will be giving out some lower grades below six. Okay. <sighs> I will. I've been really high on this team. I have been. He froze again. Like wh- this is so indicative of this night, right? You drop a, a 19 point lead on the road. You take the air out of the game. That's coming up for Purdue. Rajiv can't stay online. Like, I don't know what's going on out there in Vegas with his internet. Um, uh, 715 Badger Nation says Edie's going to destroy Crowell. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's, of course he is. I, I don't think that necessarily means Purdue is going to beat Wisconsin, though. Like, I, I always, you always concede that one on one matchup to Edie. Edie's going to completely dominate the front court there. But I think the Badgers are, are mostly better one through four. I still think they can beat Purdue. Um, the, this, this, the frustrating part is this loss takes – it feels – it shouldn't, but it feels like it takes a lot of the momentum out of that game going into Purdue. Or you beat Nebraska, and then you realize that that Purdue game, that matchup, is potentially a matchup to get you into, like, the top two, right? And instead you drop to Nebraska. 
I mean, listen, if you still beat Purdue and you end up going one-on-one with the win against Purdue, that, that's a huge split, right? That's an incredibly successful split, but it just, it's hard to feel like that coming off of this loss. And I totally feel y'all on that. Um, I, you know, with, with the guard stuff, like I got a lot of comments and we'll see if Rajiv jumps back in here. I got a lot of comments with guard, the frustration with guard. There is, there's, and I probably look at this a little bit because I do have a, a little bit of like coaching. I, I just like players can't throw the ball out of bounds, right? You need Crowell to take some shots. Yes, guard, I think the, the rotation weren't great in the second half. I didn't love them. I also thought that they could have done a better job of getting the bench in the game, but guard's not out there like throwing passes into the bench either. You know, guard is not out there turning the ball over. Guard is not out there completely blanking on a back cut and letting somebody get a layup. So there is an element here of you have a veteran team. I saw a lot of people saying guard need to take a timeout earlier. That's why you have a fourth year point guard. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, I'm just being completely honest. Like you need a veteran team to, to, coalesce and say all right enough of this freaking stuff get the ball in the post stop turn the ball over and that's not on guard it's not it's a fair back. point that that that's a that's a fair point i'm sorry i had to reset the modem and if i if you lose me again i apologize i don't know no what is going on um it's a fair point and that's we are an experienced filled team which means those experienced guys have to do it which you know and i i really did like even before overtime i i called you ryan and i was like look i i think we were both confident going into overtime that we were going to do it because when you have that experience and you have that veteran laden team, you think, okay, in overtime, we can get that stuff done. We can get it together. Chucky's going to kind of take over, make the right decisions. And that's where I feel like the biggest sort of issue in, in the overtime for me was store. I think he took too many shots and I felt like he really didn't need that. And I think store needed to turn that up, but I, I, I you're right. It's got to be on the players, got to be on the whole team. And there had to be better decisions in the, especially in overtime. David says she's freezing impersonations perfectly displays the second half defense. <laughs> yes, David. Very nice. Um, any, anything else that uh, I want, there's a couple more comments I started that I want to get to to kind of wrap this show up, but I want to, anything else rattling around in your brain right now, buddy? I mean, I just feel like the Purdue game just kind of, you know, we talked about this before the show started, just kind of loses its air a little bit. And, there's still a lot that we've got to play for. And what we've said many times, and you're right, like we haven't really talked about a lot of good on this on this episode. It's a road game in the Big Ten. It's very difficult. I definitely thought we were going to lose this game. I know several other people thought we were going to lose. Okay, so we lost. We need to, if you want to be an experienced lane team, you want to show that we are experienced and we can grow from this, put this game behind you. Focus on playing Purdue now. You get that win. We get Purdue a victory on Sunday at the Kohl Center, and we are right back up here. We're still at the top of the conference. We've got confidence, and then we've got another. Got to you know, kind of drudge through this tough schedule, but we've got to put this behind us now, and we can't let this you know snowball into poor play, poor turnovers, and not and and against the one of the best teams in the country. I mean, this we said this was a defining week, very very difficult week, and it's proven as such. And it's only going to get harder. Yeah, and I mentioned it when you kind of froze up, but like there's still like you could beat Purdue, and then you go one and one in this stretch, and that's an incredibly successful split, right? It, it, like this is a really hard split. If you end up beating Purdue, you come back, you have a bounce back game. You're at home. Um, that's incredible, and that works. But the, the danger here is this game spills into that game, and Purdue beats you up. Edie goes for like 30, right? And then suddenly you're you're kind of in danger of losing all that momentum you've built up to some degree. Um, and this could spiral a little bit. We saw moments in last year's team where it spiraled a little bit at times. Um, yeah, Can I ask you a question, Ryan? Yeah. Do you feel like 
So, I mean, do, do you look at this as like a one game? We had a really bad half and we lost control. Are, are you, do you see it more as like red flags that you're thinking did this sort of expose things that perhaps, and I, the reason I ask you, obviously Ryan used to be a basketball coach. You've got such a good basketball mind. So when you look at it from that perspective, do you see this as a red flag or things that we need to really, or do you really look at it as, as just kind of a, a one bad half? I'm more inclined for the latter, to be honest. Um, Nebraska shot. This is I, I. We talked about this. I think we mentioned on the show too. But you and I talked about this on the phone. If this had just been a game where we didn't have that giant first half and they didn't have that giant second half, I don't think the we're as freaked to buy it, right? If it had just been a close overtime loss, we'd been like, okay, Nebraska does that to a lot of people at home. So I think because of the way it happened, the concern is magnified. Um, don't forget about a, a first half where you buried Nebraska at home. You know, so I, I'm more inclined to think it's the later. Uh, ladder, but I've, I don't think I've ever been quite as high on this team as maybe the highest people either. I've always thought like the depth on this team could come back and bite us a little bit, right? I've always thought that there's some some glaring, there's some red flags here where I haven't said, I don't think this is a top 10 team. I've said that, you know, I, I and I think you're seeing some of that in this game where, you know, if your starters don't play really well, the bench can't bail them out. And then Gray Guard's a little stubborn and then it all kind of comes together and coalesces into something like this. So, Maybe that's a, a little long-winded take of saying this is kind of who I think this team can be in a lot of ways, and it didn't really surprise me. What I think I'm worried about as far as like the hangover of this game is I don't want it to hurt our confidence because I feel like the guys have been playing with a lot of confidence. I mean, look at the first 20 minutes. We had a ton of confidence. You have a half like that where you turn the ball over in that fashion. I'm really glad that our next game is at home. Even though it's against Purdue, oh. we've got our fans because you're if you're going to if you're going into West Lafayette this weekend, oh boy, forget it. I mean, just forget about it. So I'm really happy for that. But we need to keep our confidence up, especially the young guys. Like Blackwell needs to have a bounce back game. Winter played okay at times, missed a couple shots, but I feel like these guys need a bounce back and Store needs a bounce back and as far as his second half. So as long as confidence isn't really hurt. I think it can be a throwaway second half. But if this tends to snowball into we're playing a little poorly because now we've lost a belief in ourselves, that's where I think you can have a problem in, in this really difficult month. Uh, Brian Axis says things a uh, bad game against a team that is great at home, but the bad was really bad. Uh, 100% agree there. Yeah, that's a game where you count on this to being a veteran team, though, right? Like, it can't snowball if you're a veteran team. There's no excuse for that. If you're a young team, you get beat. You you drop a, a big time second half, and then Purdue comes in, and maybe Purdue gets up early. You get that snowball. You can't. Ha- I would be I would be personally shocked and really disappointed if they allowed this to snowball. Like because Tyler Wells played a hundred games. Like Chucky Heppern's the most veteran point guard in the Big Ten. Stephen Crowell's played forever. You know, there's there's just no reason for it. Uh, great guards and great guard is an experienced coach. There's no there's no youth anywhere here. So. I, that's what I would lean to and, and say, I don't think this is going to snowball. Now, that doesn't mean Purdue isn't going to beat us. Purdue, this could not snowball, and Purdue could still beat us by 10. Oh, yeah. Like, let's be super clear here. Purdue's super freaking good. So if they beat us, that doesn't necessarily mean that this snowballed into that game. But I expect a really good effort on Sunday, 100%. If, 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 if Purdue beats us, I think it, we get the answer of, are we the best team in the Big Ten? No. I mean, I think we're not. And we're going to probably finish second or third in the Big Ten, probably be a – four five-ish sheet in the tournament i mean that's that's where i think if you took it if at the beginning of the season that's where we said we'd be we would have taken it and i still will take it um but yeah i I obviously have hope that we can get it done given how we played in the first half like if we do come out and with our home fans get a lot of energy and we get going and we can find a way to control 
everybody around Zach Eady because you're not going to control him, then anything can happen. And, you know, I mean, they are, they, they know that they need that, right? Like this is their biggest game of the year going to Madison. There will be no bigger game for Purdue and they know they need it. And frankly, if we want to compete with them for the conference, we need it. Yeah. I was going to say, we know we need it too. Like this yep. is the biggest game of the year for Wisconsin, right? Like you have to get this one because you know, you have a return trip. You have to get this one. Um, John Burns says, Ryan, I don't need Crowell to score 20. I do need him to be a threat. I think that's that's it right there. You don't he can't your your starting center can't score a point. I think yeah. he, is that what he ended up with was one point. Yeah, one point, right? Yeah. Your starting center can't score one point. It, he's just not gonna win in the Big Ten very often doing that. Um Keith Cummins says Illinois fan here. Well, life on the road is tough. Split with Purdue and be in good shape to win the league. That's it, man. Not often I'm listening to an Illinois fan, but that's the mad that's the secret sauce right there. For sure. Uh, I mean, re remember, remember that Purdue lost by 16 on this very floor. They got they got beat out the building by Nebraska. So it's going to happen. We've said it before. Road games are very difficult. We've got to just learn from them and grow. And you got to steal them when you do. So we're three and two on the road. We're five and zero oh at home. Like we got to keep winning at home. We got to get to six, seven wins on the road, and then we're in position to win the conference. And I will take that any year. You give me a nine and one at home and yeah. a seven and three on the road, I'll take it any Big Ten season, any year. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're going to finish on this. There's a, a uh, competing kind of comments on here. Uh, Angelo says, uh, have higher standards received. What the heck, man? Not good enough. We should be Big Ten winners. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pete says, have you already forgotten how well we played against Michigan State? So there's definitely like a duality here. Um, yeah, don't lose sight of the fact that this has still been a really good year, obviously. Um, Wax Michigan State, but to Angelo's point, you can't blow a 19-point lead on the, on the road. Um, Rajiv will be back after Purdue. Um, huge game, obviously. This one's, this one sucks. It just it, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, I have to have this one chalked up, and then you, you... – sports sometimes are really painful. Like, it is what it Gosh, is. Gosh, I mean, honestly, I was watching the game. My wife is playing with our daughter, and I was just like, this is – sports is so painful. I mean, it's just so awful at times. And, you know, my wife looks at the screen, and she goes, you're number six. They're not ranked. What's going on? And I'm like, stop. <laughs> Just don't go there. It's one of those moments where I'm like, oh, but that's that's what this is. And this is why, Ryan, I've said this. I love the Big Ten. I love Big Ten regular season because this is the kind of stuff you get. I know this was disappointing, but I love the night in and night out battles and that, you know, you, you can lose those games on the road. You still got this whole season. It's 20 yeah. games and it's every team. It's not a balanced schedule, but I just love it. And I've, I've, I've watched a lot of Big Ten basketball this year, not just the Badgers. And I think the league is better than a lot of people think it is. I've said that many times. A lot of people disagree with me and that's okay. Nebraska is not a good team. And Tominaga, by the way, who would have thought that Tominaga, who would have basically nothing and we still lose, they still score 80 points. Like Wiltshire just came out of nowhere and was making ridiculous shots. And yeah. Mast made ridiculous shots at the end. And that's Big Ten basketball. That's what's going to happen. You get these fans and the same people, the way we felt going into Lincoln tonight is the way people feel coming to Madison. They hate it. You know, no one wants to do that. So it's just it's part of the game. But it, it's fun and exciting. But man, is it stressful. Yeah, you and I have, have always been on the same road there. Like, Big Ten basketball is awesome. That's why for both of us, and we've talked about this a lot, the Big Ten regular season title means a ton. Uh, like so it's such a grind. Um, yeah, it's just such a grind. It's because you have to have games like this, and you have to survive games like this to win that regular season title. It means so freaking much, man. Um, I'm still, like, really kind of ticked about this. Like, I – we'll be fine. And, by the way, your wife sounds very much like my mom. Who, who I'll be watching the game. She's like, they did so well. Like, mom, 
They did. <laughs> like, stop it, please. Oh, anyway, Rajiv, thank you as always, my friend, for jumping in. For everybody that's here, a um, bunch of people in the comments as well. Really appreciate it. John Burns says, yes, Rajiv, uh, Tomaniga not a factor and still we lose. It happens on to Purdue. Yeah, there's truth there, John, for sure. Yeah, let's, right, let's just let's put this behind us and get it done. Let's get this done, guys. We, I mean, I I feel like we can beat that. We can win. I I predicted we would lose to Nebraska and beat Purdue. That absolutely is still on the table. It's still on the table. By the way, really quick, and I know I always say we're gonna end it here, and I always see a comment. I'm like, I really why? Like because we comment. need more therapy. I really like that comment. It's because we have so many people in the chat section that are smarter than I am, and they they say things like, I'm just like, our community is, I I almost just brilliant on the show, but they're so freaking phenomenal, brilliant. right? And this is a comment here, a kefo. This is this. The reason I love these therapy shows is it's just like literally emotional, raw. Because sports matter to us. Sports matter to people. Like, and that's what non-sports fans don't get. Like, they they don't ever understand that. Like, it really matters to Wisconsin fans. And this is a kefo just saying, no expectations anymore. They are toast. Good teams don't lose the don't lose nineteen point leads. And whether I agree with that or not, like I respect the passion. Like I, because that's what this is all about. Like it. Badger fans are incredible. This community is incredible because we freaking care. And even though I disagree with you, Okefo, like that there are expectations. They're not toast. Good teams sometimes lose big leads. I, I get it. Uh, Mitch Ames says Witcher got Wiltshire got hot. Not much you can do. Some of those shots are really tough. He hit he hit some tough buckets. Uh, Sebastian says I'll be way too stressed to watch Sunday. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Ryan Arnold dropping Van Dyke catching strays in this comment. Uh, Van Dyke sucks. Like where's that from? I don't think he does for the record. Um, Jason says it's going to take another extra hour for me to fall asleep tonight. Oh, man. And Rajiv just died again. This this game claimed another victim. RIP Rajiv. Yeah, Thomas. Rajiv froze again. And Thomas, as always, is an awesome part of this community. Jason's an awesome part of this community. Bo Dragon, uh, awesome part of this community. Sebastian, Charlie, 715. You guys are all here. So thank you so much. Um, Rajiv is back again. I said he just became another victim. Rajiv just fell off. That's like a second half collapse, too, buddy. You just, fall I mean, off this is it. Back. Second half of the show. I just, my internet's been going crazy. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Uh, JB says, uh, store is the guy. Need to stop clogging the lane. He, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this is where I'm going to finish with you. I promise. This is my last thought, independent of any other comments that you really want to get up. Um, I, I'm not here. I know that you were a little frustrated with the shot selection. I get it. If you shoot 11 for 22 in a game, I mean, oh, like that's like that's like in baseball, right? In the first two innings, you hit two home runs and you strike out in the seventh and eighth. That's a great game. I mean, I know the shot selection was iffy. He shot 50% from the field. Like to me, this game is on everyone else. It's not on store. Okay, but he also had five turnovers. So I'm just saying, like, there's that too. Yeah. And you, if you, like, the, the secondary stats have to factor into it. And I, I, I'm not saying he had a bad game. Like, I, well, I, he had a bad second half. Look, the guy is super important. He had 28 points. And without him, we're not even in this game. I get that. But a guy that, that you could argue is our star can have five turnovers pretty much all in the second half and basically just, like, you know, do what he did. And I just, it really sours me on his game today. Mm, that's fair. It's definitely fair. All right, we're going to wrap there on Wisconsin. Uh, go check out Rajiv on the Bucky Report uh, with obviously a good friend of both of ours, Justin. Um, disappointing loss for sure, but let's go get Purdue. If we split, nobody's going to care that you lost to Nebraska on the road. That's right. I'm promising That's right. that. On Wisconsin, we'll talk later. <laughs>